everybody. This is For the Love of Two Hippies, a spiritual podcast where we talk about all things spiritual, metaphysical, whatever we want. <laughs> That's um, true. <laughs> I'm Sarah, the mystic, and I have Katie here with me, the yogi. Hello. She's our favorite little Capricorn. Uh, her birthday was yesterday, so happy birthday yesterday. Thank you. And she's recording this in her birthday suit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You'll Just never kidding. know. You'll never know. <laughs> but today we thought we'd talk about, um, obviously, it's a new year, so everyone's trying to start new habits, and we are slowly reconditioning our systems in while we're learning through our Atomic Habits book, which is our January book club. So we are processing through all of those new tips and tricks that we're slowly learning. And then also, we wanted to talk about how usually trying to go through your spiritual experience those are some of the first things that you avoid when you're trying to just get your new daily habits down so we wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit and maybe how to combat it and if you're new here if you're new here um you know that you don't know that we start each one with an affirmation so katie's gonna read our affirmation for us and then we'll get going Okay, our affirmation is, I grow at my pace with empathy. Hold on, let's start that over. (laughs) (laughs) I grow at my pace with empathy and compassion. I release the systems that no longer serve me. Yeah, so we picked that one because we felt like everyone goes at their own pace and You'll, you'll hear from people like, oh, I meditate every day, I do yoga every day, I journal every day. And you're like, is that my question to myself is, am I limiting my development because I'm not doing those those things every single day, all the time? So I, I get concerned, I feel left out, I feel behind, and then I get myself more stressed out because I'm also everybody every day is also trying to do their best in their own personal business or their own career. So it's like, you sometimes feel like you have to choose. Like, what, what do you think for, what do you think is the hardest thing with your spiritual development that has been hardest to attach a new habit with? So I think, and we've talked about this in the book club. So, but part of what's been most difficult, I think for me is to break certain habits that are maybe not good. Like I get up in the morning, I grab my phone first thing, I'll sit down in the bed with my cup of coffee and I will just scroll. And then I'm comparing. And then I'm trying to figure out why I'm not where they are, which I know why. It's because I'm not, (laughs) I don't have the, the right habits in place in order to make myself at that pace. But it doesn't, comparing is not going to help me. It's just going to continue to hinder me and it's going to continue to make my anxiety high and then I'm not going to get anywhere because I'm going to compare and feel like I'm crappy. And Yeah, so... <clears throat> so you're kind of dealing with the comparison aspect of social media and how you still are using social media as like an escape mm-hmm. instead of doing what you should be doing because we like to... Pro- we like to procrastinate right that's the same with me so sometimes I feel like I block myself 
from meditating and I, I don't know why I just literally convinced myself to not do it. And, and I, and I won't even take the time to just sit down. It's like, I convinced myself to not do it because I, because I am a self-sabotager. So I feel like I'm avoiding that because I'm scared of my potential, I guess. So when people like one of my friends, she said it took her so long to get in the habit of every morning she gets up, she journals or she pulls cards, she journals, she takes the meditation time for herself. And that's when she connects to her guides because she gets up around seven and she starts work from home around nine every day. So as long as she can just log into her computer around nine, she's good to go. And she does all of that, all of that pre-morning thing she she does and it's all for her time and herself and so obviously I've been trying to get up and I was doing pretty well with my 6 a.m 6 a.m to 7 I would wake up but then I got the I got the vid and I've been (laughs) sleeping till like noon every day because I'm just exhausted and so that's really 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 reset my schedule and it's made me pretty frustrated actually and when I get up I I don't even remember I'm still so tired that I turn my alarm off without knowing literally every morning Mm -hmm. and I've tried to set three or four and I don't remember turning them off. So that's, I know I'm still very, very tired. So I'm trying not to really overwhelm myself with that, but I guess creating new habits, it's what we learn in the book is to start super, super, super small. So if you do want to start meditating, just meditate for a minute a day or journal for a minute or a day or pull a single card and maybe just look at the card. What I dislike about pulling cards so much is then I got to get the book out. Then I got to look it up. Then I got to decipher the meaning. Then I got to figure. And so for, to me, that's just overwhelming. So I just don't pull cards, but a lot of people, when you get to know the deck that you're using your Oracle deck, they just kind of pull it and then get their sensation from themselves on what they think that card means and just sit there with their intuition for a second and then move on. So I I think that that would be a good starting point. And then once you kind of get familiar with your deck, then you can look a little bit more in depth or maybe Oracle decks just aren't your thing right now. Maybe you're really in tune with automatic writing and maybe that's how you would rather meditate in the morning and that and do your practices like that. Or with Katie and also Carolyn, they both do yoga to get their body like in the right space and then they meditate, which is what I've tried to start doing. And I was doing that before kind of the holidays hit and my schedule got flipped around. So, yeah, I like in this book, how it talks about identity based and part of the reason why we wanted to touch on that when it comes to your spiritual awakening is because a lot of what happens when you're in that spiritual awakening time frame, which is a very, very long time, you kind of feel like you've lost your sense of self. Everything that you believed to be true, everything that maybe you felt like was conditioned there from childhood or from school or church or whatever, kind of start, you you start to shed that a little bit. And I'm not talking about your belief in a higher power or, you know, anything like that. But in terms of different things that were put there by other people and as your spiritual just bad habits you've learned from other people's bad habits yeah like the victim mentality or like different yeah things like that 
Yeah. And so definitely, I think once you go through that spiritual waking, you start to shed some of those outer layers and then you have to really start working on like what we've talked about before of the shadow and your inner child and a lot of that you're you lose a little bit of your identity I know for me that came when I hit around 27 28 years old and I was a mom and then I started homeschooling my kids and then I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know where my my path was going to take me. I was scared, quite frankly, that once my children got to the age where they were completely self-sufficient and adults, I was going to be completely lost. What the hell do I do now? Because I have invested all of my time, all of my energy, all of me into being their mom, into being... Right. The wife into being. I think that's where the midlife crisis kind of hits for a lot of people because they don't know who they are because they, in their at your age right now, they didn't have that moment of oh whoa like who am I besides a parent, or who am I besides us a, uh, a spouse and so it's good that you're noticing this now so and as devastating as COVID has been, as devastating and I know it has been completely devastating for a lot of people. And as devastating as it has been and as difficult as it has been, it's actually given me a lot of insight into what I want because I, yeah. I did have to take a step back from from the people that maybe were not super beneficial for my mental health and that were telling me that the things that I thought were cool and exciting and, and the direction that I wanted my life to go were maybe not as supportive as I needed at the time. And so COVID kind of made me take a step back from all of that and realize exactly what it is that I want. And I'm still working on a lot of those things that I think that I want. And kind of as I've gone through the spiritual awakening process, a lot of things have just kind of fell into my lap. As strange as that is. But I think it's because you opened yourself up for the opportunity for them to fall mm -hmm. instead of the busy day-to-day -day life of the routine of get up, go to work for eight hours, don't come home, clean the house, cook dinner, do everything else for everybody else. And then I feel like so many people are in that routine. And I think that COVID, the, the quarantine, I won't say COVID, the quarantine did allow people to step back and say, whoa, like I'm actually spending time with my family. I actually mm -hmm. have to be here 24 seven. And I did see a lot of relationships that I think we're maybe faltering because they mm -hmm. were caught up in the mess of their, like, I don't know, like there was one couple that I knew and he was always constantly at the gym and doing all these things with himself and his friends and his wife was at home with all their babies and she would be at work and then be home with the babies all day long. And then it kind of seemed like they just didn't have a, he was a really selfish person in their relationship because I was like, why are you always at the gym and your wife's always at home? Like, don't you think she wants to go out and do other things? Mm -hmm. And, and he was like, no, that's just what she does. And obviously we were pretty close because I could ask that question, but, right. but, um, but is that what she does? Because that's what she's being forced to do. Or is that what she does? Because yeah. she wants to yeah, do because, that. Yeah. Which maybe it was that, but at the same time, like, don't you think she would want to go out with her friends? Mm -hmm. And I'm not friends with her. Like, I don't know her. It was a, it was a work, like a work friend. Sure. So I just saw his routine all day long. Mm -hmm. And then I would, and I was like, well, what does she do? Like, 
does she get to go to the gym for two to three hours at a time every morning? And he was like, well, no, she's home with the kids. And I'm like, so what does she do for herself? I think that's the important question to ask you. What do you do for yourself instead of what do I do for everybody else? Because there's a lot of frustration that comes in that. This is what I do for everybody else. This is what I do every single day. I make sure that the house is clean and I make sure that my kids are educated and I make sure that I still am you know, trying to be a a good wife. And luckily I have a very extremely supportive husband. Like he goes out of his way every single day to make sure. And, but not everybody has that. And so, um, trying to find the things, the identity based things that make you, you, and that do light your soul on fire. And as cliche as that is, it is, it's true cliche because you want to have the things that make you happy and that make you want to get up in the morning and yeah when you are trying to create a new identity like when you're going through the spiritual awakening and you're shedding the old and you're trying to bring in the new you have to slow down and you have to figure that out yeah and I think that's like when I noticed their relationship because he had to be home all day long they started exercising as a family mm-hmm. and it's a family thing and they'd go on family walks and I noticed that from so many other coworkers. And they would go on family bike rides. Like one of my old clients, she was like, I had always just walked with my kids and let them ride, but we got our own bikes and now we go on family bike rides. And we, she was like, I don't even remember the last time I was on a bike and I felt like a kid and it was so fun. And, and I hadn't even realized that I was like missing out because in my head I was the adult and they were the kids on the bikes. And I just never even thought of mm-hmm. that like childhood activity. And so just different things like that allowed people to kind of step back and stop the hustle and bustle and kind of see what comes out of it. And I feel like a lot of people have new schedules and they have the ability to work from home. So they do have the time to, they're not maybe the hour to and from work they can use, or you can use from a spiritual time for yourself. So Mm -hmm. a meditation, uh, do a crystal grid. Like one of my other friends that I met, she does a crystal grid for all the new moons and all the full moons. And, and she does a lot of time with herself, with her like writing and meditating. And I always see that and I'm like, wow, she really is doing the work. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here just like be bopping around and just like, and I always am comparing myself again to why can't I just sit down and do it or Or like for me personally, it's like, I don't have the right space. I don't have the right chair. I don't have the right candle. I don't have, it's always these excuses and I'm trying to get out of that. And once I get my, if you've listened to the book club, you know that everything revolves around my room being picked up. (laughs) So once I get my room set up to where it's a safe space and I do have the room and the space that I distinctly make for meditating. Mm Mm-hmm then I know that I will actually, I'll be more inclined to do it. So let's talk about your clean room for a minute. Because <gasps> some, my if clean you room were to still s- hasn't cleaned it. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to say, my goal is to have a clean room, right? And then you clean your room. What happens? It'll get messy. Again <laughs> It'll get messy tomorrow. again. Because we're not working on the process. We're not working on our identity. We're not working on building the identity-based habits, which is a really interesting thing about this book. So instead of saying my goal, which this is, I feel like this is important. We talked about this in the last podcast. If you've listened to the Paul Rudd one, 
before this. Uh, <laughs> when I was like high on cough medicine. Good lord. I don't even I don't even remember what we said. I just remember I dreamed about Paul Rudd that night. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But we talked about this in the last episode. This is why I'm so anti-resolution because anti-resolution gives you a goal. And then once you get to your goal, you're like, I'll be happy when my room is clean. And then I'll meditate when my room is clean. And then your room is clean for a minute. And then all of a sudden we got more shit everywhere. And then we're unhappy again. And so instead we're working on building the habit and instead working on an identity change. So instead of saying, my goal is to have a clean room, we say something like, I want to be an organized person. And then yeah. we start implementing steps in order to become a more organized person. So I'm a person who meditates every day. Big or small meditation, whatever. I'm a person who reads a, a spiritual book every day. Or whatever or i'm a person who's i'm a person who's educated and so that doesn't necessarily mean a college education right it just means that you are taking steps in order to educate yourself more often by reading a book a chapter of a book by um i don't know watching a youtube video about what it is that you want to learn my husband right now is very interested in wood carving has never wood carved before but i got him a carving set for christmas and so he wants to be a wood carver. And so we're saying, you know, my, instead of saying my goal is to have this done, we're saying I'm a wood carver. And so now we're working on the steps. These we're are my watching. projects. Yeah. Not these are like, the, this is what I want to make. Right. These are my projects. Yeah. So he's watching YouTube videos about how to carve wood. <laughs> said carving wood a lot. <laughs> That's okay. We'll anyway. The wood carver. Yeah. The story of the wood carver. Yeah. So in the, and I don't know, I, I like this example in the book because I know a lot of people who used to smoke. So if you're a smoker and you, uh, you know, there's, so let's, let's pretend that Sarah and I are both ex smokers and someone offers Sarah a cigarette and Sarah says, no, thanks. I'm trying to quit. And I say, no, thanks. I'm not a smoker. Well, she's already given off the vibe that she is smoking and she's a smoker, but she's just not doing it right now. Whereas I'm saying, no, no, I don't smoke. And so the thought process there is that the identity is that I am not a smoker versus I'm trying to quit. So it's an identity change completely. Which I think is a cool thought and you can relate it to anything. And sorry if this is a lot of overlap, but it's the beginning of the new year. So it's just hard to not talk about new, new year, new me and trying to avoid that because it's, we don't, we don't want the system to be just in January. That's your only goal is to change your, your being. We want to make a system change to help you actually be able to reach the new levels of your own spiritual intention. Like for me, I really, really want to really want to learn how to do the Akashic reading like um, Caroline Caroline was Mm -hmm. talking about. And I have, I know that I have to take the time to read it and focus and connect with myself. Otherwise I'm not going to unlock those powers. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I don't have them, Right. I'm just saying I have to take the time. It takes time to learn a new skill. 
it takes time to practice it. You have to be committed to something. And, and that's my, it's not my new goal, but it's something that I want to add to the list of things that I've done. And I learned how to connect with my, with my Akashic records this year Mm -hmm. or learn a new skill in jewelry or really focus on the marketing aspect of my business to help it grow. Like, and right now I feel like there's so many different avenues, which I feel like a lot of us may be feeling this, which is a good thing that we're talking about it is we have, we know we have so much potential, but the energy is just so all over the place right now. Mm -hmm. And our ideas are just everywhere. So just kind of sit back and take the time to break down your most important short-term goal. And we'll work month by month to have slow change, slow progress. To change just the like process. The, yeah. Just like the couch to 5K. The You run for, I think you walk for like a minute and mm-hmm. then you're done for the day. Like that may sound really stupid because you're like, I'm going to go all the way to, if you don't have a gym or you don't have, or if you don't have like a treadmill in your house or something and you're like, you want me to go to the gym for one minute and then leave. And it's like, that's not the point is a minute. The point is creating the habit uh-huh. and doing it. And how many times I, I'm going to be totally honest. I've said this a million times in my life. I am not a runner. The only time you're going to get me to run is if someone's chasing me. <laughs> that is the only time. But if I wanted, if my goal was to be become a runner, I would obviously have to start calling myself a runner and then start working on that in order for it to be true. And so couch to 5k makes that a little bit easier because then instead of saying I'm not a runner, you say I am a runner and I'm working my way up to what I want to be. It's that identity based change. And I, what we were talking, you said new year, new year, new me. I hate that. I hate it so much. That's why I said it. (laughs) Because I hate it. But I found this quote, my, actually my girlfriend posted it and it's by Jess Johnston. And it says, New year, new me. And then it crosses out new me. And it says, new year, same me. But I'm going to love her better than ever. And I love that because how much does that change it? it there's there's nothing wrong with you at all. Yeah, and, and adopting a new identity doesn't change anything unless you change the system that you're trying to break, your bad habits trying to break or or the procrastination that you're trying to break. And you're just loving yourself better. The more good habits that you build, it's just more proof. The more that you're saying to yourself, I trust myself more in order to build exactly what it is that I want to be. Yeah. So, (laughs) is that a good place to end it? (laughs) Takeaway from today is think about your systems. Think about where you want to be in a month and what new habits you want to adopt and not even the ones that you, that you don't want to adopt. Just think about the ones that you do. So I want to meditate more and I want to, I want to be a person who's organized and meditates. So those are the things that I want to focus on. And I want to have my room organized by the end of the month. And it's going to be because if I do it at a, as a slow process and I take each corner in each section of the room and find a place for everything, then I know my system will be proficient. Mm -hmm. But if I just do a deep clean real quick, 
shove things in corners, do this, do that. Like, that's what my boyfriend always says. He's like, oh, what drawer did you shove everything in when you cleaned the living room? I'm like, how did you know? (laughs) How did you know that? (laughs) Or it's like, how many closets do I have just things shoved into? Yeah. Like, I just have nail polish in in a section of the closet because Mm -hmm. there's way too many. There's so many that are old. It's like, why do I even have all these? So it's like when you start thinking and that's the I started reading the Marie Kondo thing and she's like, everything needs a space. Touch everything in your house and decide if you need it or not, if it brings you joy. Mm -hmm. And I know that's what I need to do in my room because she's like, if you just have books just sitting in your room that you've never read, you're never going to read them. Like, why are they even there? And I'm like, how dare you? (laughs) How dare you say (laughs) that? I feel attacked. Yeah. How dare you speak the truth like that woman? (laughs) But uh, but it's true. And she's like, if you and and that's so I just just think about your systems and how you can be more effective in changing that system and slowly breaking it down to create that new habit and it and make it easy to create that new habit. So if you if it is going to the gym, make sure your gym bag is packed every single day and your clothes for the gym are ready or have your yoga mat laid out if you're going to meditate every morning and you just go and sit and everything, your book, your journal, your candle is ready on your yoga mat for when you wake up, just go sit on your yoga mat and just meditate. Mm -hmm. So the easier that you can make those habits and the more accessible you can make them, just like if you want to take more vitamins every day, it may look ugly, but keep your vitamins on the counter because you know you have to look at those every single day and you're going to be more adapt to grab them and go. Mm-hmm. Like with me, I keep them in the clo- in the in the pantry, but sometimes I do forget. And my boyfriend always keeps his supplements on the counter and he never forgets. Mm-hmm. And it's just habitual. Every morning, do this, do that, do that. He does like these like micro steps every day that have helped him get to the point where he is with his fitness goals and his workouts. So it's like you it is the little teeny tiny pieces that make the big difference, like packing your bag, getting ready for the gym and then immediately just doing that or you want a journal, you want to go to a yoga class or, or whatever. So think about the systems that you need to reset and how to reset those systems to create more positive change in your life. Instead of thinking like, I'm going to, and if you're doing this, sorry, I'm calling you out, but I've been there <laughs> multiple years. You print it off a January calendar, you're color coding it and you're marking it off every day until you are probably done going to the gym every single day if you've done it cool it's probably not going to last long you should probably reset your system to where you're doing it this way versus just marking off a calendar because what happens when you miss one day on there now it's not a failure feel like a failure but you're not a failure you're not a failure you just reset your system Mm -hmm. so yeah Ooh, we should call this the systems of spirituality oh I'm going to write that down. Write it down. <laughs> and if you want more help with your system, <laughs> holler at you girls. We got a uh, book club happening right now. You're not behind if you want to jump in and just start. That's the great thing about it is they're yeah. all recorded and they're all on there. So you can join at any time and start with right now. We only have one book, but like if you join and if you're listening to this in like March or April of 2022, you can join the Patreon and you can go back and do Atomic Habits in real time and then catch up with all the books if you want. Like, mm-hmm. that's what's cool about Patreon, which is why we picked that one to yeah. do it on. And we'll link it in the show notes so y'all have it. So, 
with that let us know what systems you want to change and maybe if you don't know how to change them maybe we didn't give you an example at all yet um or maybe you have a, a new one that we haven't talked about and we would love to try to break it down and figure out how we can help you reset your system and and break it down to make it easier so that you can you can increase your spiritual journey as you see fit like where you're supposed to go because if you don't allow yourself those opportunities to fall in your lap then it is going to be hard to see where your next step is or right. where you're being led so yeah all right friends thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast share it with others give us a five-star review spotify just came up with that whole other option now to leave a review for except for on my phone <laughs> i still don't have it so if you don't have it you're you're not broken it's i don't know why my you're not broken um but yeah if you listen on spotify head over to spotify if you have the option and leave us a five-star review because we love you thank you and um apple podcast same thing leave us a five-star review share it with others uh, join us on book club and chakra course and all the fun things that we have going on right now. We'd love to have you. So until next time, friends. Don't worry. Boo, 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 boo. Be hippie. <laughs> Don't worry. Be hippie. <laughs>